Good morning. Welcome to the Wisdom Connection. This is our first day getting into the Word, getting into the text itself. So we'll be doing that. Um, I'm still refining my, my process, so bear with me um, as things um, maybe don't go as completely and utterly smoothly as I'd like for a, a podcast to go, but we'll work on it. We'll work things out as we go. Uh, the important thing is that we're here, we're seeking godly wisdom together. Hopefully you've listened to my introduction and, and kind of have this understanding of where we're going with this. Um, but let's go ahead and start reading in the book of Proverbs. Now, I might from time to time in the podcast jump around from different translation to translation. I mostly like to stay with pretty much the mainstream word-for-word translations. There might be just the fewest um, exceptions to that. Um, but uh, today I would like to focus out of the Holman Christian Standard uh, Bible. Uh, for poetry, um, some of these other translations that I, I wouldn't normally tend towards uh, kind of render things a little bit better and in a way that's easier to, to read and understand and also at the same time, very importantly, <laughs> extremely accurate. Uh, to the to the meaning of the words um, in the original language. So this is not a podcast about translations. <laughs> I'm just uh, helping you along with in terms of um, what I'll be using today. So Proverbs 1 verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. For learning what wisdom and discipline are, for understanding insightful sayings, for receiving wise instruction in righteousness, justice, and integrity, for teaching shrewdness to the inexperienced, knowledge and discretion to a young man. A wise man will listen and increase his learning, and a discerning man will obtain guidance. For understanding a proverb or a parable, the words of the wise and their riddles, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. So depending on what translation you're reading from or what you might be working with, punctuation varies, but it's at least pretty commonly agreed that verses 1 through 6 are really one long sentence. Um, and I don't pretend to know any any more than or any better than the, the people who assembled or compiled these, uh, these scripts and, and made them what we are reading today. But it seems kind of incomplete if it's just one through six. And that's, I think, why I, I want to include one through seven as this first chunk, because this is really Solomon's introduction. I gave my introduction yesterday, um, but he, he gives us his introduction and that the, the wisdom that he's passing on to his son, and really, by the way, uh, the first nine chapters, pretty much, nine or ten chapters, are Solomon's introduction to the book of Proverbs. The other 21 are the, the book of the Proverbs themselves. One through ten is kind of setting up our, our mindset, and it's these different analogies, parables, illustrations that he uses to convey the importance and the beauty of wisdom, the um, devastation and the um, the folly of fools, and uh, and foolishness and the the downfall that that um, path leads to. Uh, so as we as we look at this way that he's putting this together, and again, 
I want to emphasize, if nothing else, than to lead myself away from my tendencies to, to get bogged down in these things. This isn't a word-for-word -word study. This isn't um, going through it that way. Um, this is supposed to be fairly fairly broad and mostly focused on application, but I do want us to just appreciate some of the particular things he says about this, because if we're looking at the, the big picture, even just in these seven introductory, introductory verses, then um, we're going we're gonna to be able to put some, some things together and maybe help ourselves also be in the, the mindset that he's trying to get his audience to be in. Okay. All of the things that he's giving us are wisdom. Okay. And again, this is the wisdom connection. We're seeking godly wisdom. And he's saying, okay, here's, here's wisdom. I'm writing these to you, the Proverbs of Solomon and the son of David, king of Israel, for learning what wisdom and discipline are. If you want to know what godly wisdom and discipline are, if you want to understand insightful stayings, if you want to receive wise instruction in righteous justice and integrity, um, if you want to teach shrewdness to the ex inexperienced and knowledge and discretion to a young man, um, and then he has kind of a, a parenthetical statement, or I have it in between a set of dashes uh, in the Holman Christian. A wise man will listen and increase. A discerning man will obtain guidance. Uh, if you want to understand a proverb or a parable, the words of the wise and the riddles, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Okay, that's the first real th complete thought that we that we have and there's a there's a lot that we could go back in in and unpack and we could look at the value of of wisdom and discipline and righteousness justice and integrity and we could look at at all of the things that he he lists right and we do well we do well to do so to a degree uh, but what I what I hope that we're impressed with is kind of what I, I tried to help set our minds up with in the introductory episode and that is that the fear of the Lord is fundamental if we're going to understand the world that we live in, if we're going to have any semblance, let alone any reality, of godly wisdom, then we have to start with fearing God. That's the beginning of not just wisdom, as we saw in chapter 9 and verse 10 here in the book of Proverbs, um, but it's the beginning even of knowledge, of real true knowledge it starts with the fear of god um but then he he comes back also in the in the last line there in seven um and he he mirrors the two things that he gives there at the beginning of verse two so in verse two it's for learning what wisdom and discipline are that's part of um what fearing the lord and the beginning of knowledge helps you to do but fools, in verse 7, despise wisdom and discipline. So wisdom and discipline are kind of this, these bookends to this single thought, right? Um, and obviously we're trying to avoid uh, being foolish, right? Uh, we're trying to pick a better path. We are trying to be more discerning, more engaged, more involved, more open to godly wisdom and what he's trying to give us. But we want to understand as we as we're seeking this out and as we're uh, digging into to this study together, we have to understand that this wisdom is not just for the sake of us being 
a bunch of sages who can all live reclusively and have great things to say when somebody shows up knocking at our door right that that that's not the purpose of this this is again extremely applicable okay because it's not just about your own understanding the wisdom that we'll get from this text the wisdom that we get from this study in this entire book has a purpose a very applicable purpose for instance so that we can learn and understand things as we come across them right um, we can learn that what wisdom and discipline are and understand insightful sayings um, we can receive wise instruction in righteousness justice and integrity those are those are pretty ap applicable things they they sound somewhat ethereal perhaps um, or at least lofty right um, but understanding godly wisdom allows us to understand when we fear God and revere God then and only then can we really understand what righteousness really even is or what justice really even is what integrity really even is and not only understand these things but be able to work them out in our lives right I can be a more righteous person if I revere God and seek his wisdom. I will be a more righteous person if I am a more wise person. I will be a more just person if I am a more wise person. And, the, and that's that particular sense that justice is kind of one of Solomon's famous stories, right? When the, the two women come to him, um, they... Uh, the one had rolled over and, and crushed her baby while nursing and or while sleeping and um, stole the other one's baby basically and was claiming it for her own and um, he exercises wisdom in the way that he exercises justice right um, and the the two are are completely intertwined right um, and then certainly integrity the the wise know and understand and here's maybe our first place where I'll, I'll look at the, the contrast, the distinct contrast between godly and worldly wisdom. Worldly wisdom, I might frequently find myself in a situation where self-preservation um, means that I'm not going to be completely honest about something. Whether it's a matter of not hurting your feelings, whether it's a matter of not outing myself, I'm going to be dishonest uh, for the sake of improving my lot in life, my status, my amount of comfort even. It's it's pretty stupid and simple things really that we, we find the need from time to time to lie about. With wisdom, we can accept, if we are, if we are wise, we can accept what Jesus said about integrity. And about the truth being able to set us free. And not just the this bunch of assorted things that, that we might as soon attribute to Abraham Lincoln or something like that. but um, And not just stuff that we'd teach our, our toddlers or our children so that they're honest. Genuinely. Genuinely, it is in your best interest. Not just spiritually. Um, certainly spiritually, not least of all. But not just spiritually. When we're looking at these, these things that involve wisdom and that are marks of a person's wisdom, it's not just so that um, 
your soul will be saved even though you know you've kind of blundered your way through life stuck in an archaic mindset that's not what this is about when we understand the the biblical wisdom bound up in the concept of absolute integrity and truthfulness and honesty we'll live that out and it will be it will actually go better for us in ways that are completely counterintuitive and that we don't see coming right and i just wish that i i had some really good examples um of that of that playing out of that happening uh but maybe that's something we experiment with that we um take advantage of the opportunities that we have to be honest when um when we might not otherwise feel inclined to that we exercise that in integrity and integrity carries more than just honesty it's more than just telling the truth it's it's about being a a true and trustworthy person in a lot of res uh, a lot of respects right integrity um i always think about um is doing the right thing when no one when nobody's watching that kind of that kind of concept um but anyway and we're, we're starting to get <laughs> a little um I don't know if bogged down is, is quite the word, but I'm, I'm rambling on just about this integrity thing. But I, I just want us to appreciate the, the if we zoom back out for a second, um, that all of the things that he's telling us, that he's teaching us, that he's, in, he's giving us these instructions about wisdom and what purpose wisdom serves. So then, if we're seeking wisdom, we need to be ready to fulfill. We need to be looking to exercise wisdom in all of these ways which not only can it be done in our own personal life, our own thought life, our own righteousness, our own character, and the way that we develop as a, as a person and the decisions we make on a day-to-day, but also the experiences that we have with other people, right? Um, first of all, skipping just a little bit to verse 5, what it says about a wise man, uh, a wise man will listen and increase his learning, a discerning man will obtain guidance. So there's, there's, he's like throwing us a bone here at the very onset. He says, if you're even here, if you're even here to learn, if you're obtaining guidance, and by the way, you're not obtaining guidance from Trevor Trochi. Let me be very clear about that. You and Trevor are obtaining guidance from the Holy Word. We're working our way through this together. Um, but that's what a wise person does. So there's some fundamental, there's some basic, there's some elementary wisdom just in what we're already doing and that's pretty encouraging that's a great way to start is that no i'm not starting as a, a complete fool um i'm starting as somebody who's a who's a babe in wisdom and i'm and i'm growing i'm seeking out to grow i'm and um peter right and is it second peter that he talks about um as newborn babes longing for the pure milk of the word so that you would grow thereby um oops <laughs> um in first peter 2 and verse 2 uh, Peter tells us, like newborn infants, to long for the pure spiritual milk, that you, by it you may grow up into salvation. We're doing that with wisdom. We are longing for, we are thirsting for, we are earnestly desiring, we're craving the pure milk of wisdom, distilled to us and, and made clear to us, so that we can inc increase in learning. We're seeking this out. So there's wisdom 
to be found in each of us already just for being here. <laughs> just for being here. I told you that this was the wisdom connection, right? We are being connected to wisdom. We already have a connection to wisdom. That's manifested just in being here. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, but going back to the concept of, of this wisdom is something that is supremely relatable and applicable. Um, not just for our own decisions and our own character and what we decide to do and how we decide to do it, but the interactions that we have with others, right? That we can use wisdom for teaching shrewdness to the inexperienced. We can teach knowledge and discretion to a young man. We can train the generation after us. And maybe it's not an entire generation. Maybe it's somebody that we get to mentor who's maybe even a little bit older than us, right? Um, you know, whatever that might look like and I always um, like taking a, a moment to make a distinction between somebody's physical age and somebody's spiritual age right we're on two different completely different tracks of maturity and they have some intersections they set they have some overlap and they ought to um, but invariably you'll find somebody who from time to time is a more ma mature Christian than you even though they're younger than you or you might find less mature Christians than you, Christians who are less mature than you, even though physically they're older than you, right? So wisdom, maturity is not exclusively tied to age, right? Um, and so when we, when we look at this and that I might teach knowledge and discretion to a young man, um, I like to think of that as not only bound by age, I'm not exclusively limited to that demographic of young men, but people who are less mature than I am in the faith that I can teach them wisdom, right? Um, and so this is something that is not just for you to interact with, right? He's telling us that the Proverbs, he, and he's writing these to, to his son, that's the, the language that he'll use as we um, discover this over and over. And um, tomorrow we'll start with that exact phrase, listen, my son, <laughs> right? So, but he's saying, I'm telling you these things, but I'm not just telling them for you. Don't keep these things to yourselves. Share these things and create a wider, a, a wiser population. Create a wiser population and bring up the, the, the average, if you will, by, um, by doing so. It's very similar, by the way, to Paul's instruction to Timothy um, in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2. Let's see, so we've looked at 1 Peter 2 and verse 2, and then now in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 2, um, that he tells him, don't just preach the word, I mean, do preach the word, but don't keep it to yourself, right? Also commit these things to faithful men who will be able to teach these things to others also, right? So it's this design, this internal and inherent design to the gospel of, of naturally spreading it and in, involving more and more preachers, involving more and more people in general to take the word to people all over the planet. So with wisdom, and so as we start disseminating this, this thought of, of wisdom and the importance of wisdom and the application of wisdom um, in our own lives, Let's make sure that we're taking it outside of these discussions, these wonderful discussions that I'm excited to have with you, um, these wonderfully one-sided discussions that we're having together, um, and let's let's share these with other people so that we can we can create a wiser population, we can trend towards a a wiser population. Um, it'll help us understand proverbs, parables, the words of the wise, and their riddles. 
Um, but it all begins with, it all comes down to the fear of the Lord and the reverence that is for God. Again, it's not this idea of, of constant trembling, though trembling is completely appropriate. Um, and I have verses to back that up, but it, that's not our point today. Uh, but there's this emphasis on the fear of the Lord. We, how well then do we do to understand um, understand this? I have a footnote just real quick in the Holman Christian Standard Bible that I'm using. that um, says, no single English word conveys every aspect of the word fear that appears in this phrase. The meaning includes worshipful submission, reverential awe, and obedient respect to the covenant-keeping God of Israel. Okay, so um, that that sense of, of reverential awe, which is coupled with obedience, reverential obedience, and and respectful submission, right? Um, that's the that's the concept. Um, I'll um, I'll try to post a link in this to the audio of one of my sermons that I preached somewhere on the name of the Lord Yahweh. Uh, you'll look in your Bibles and you'll see that the, the fear of the Lord, the word Lord, is in those, they're called small caps. There's a big cap for, uh, capital letter for L, and then O-R-D, you're still in caps, but they're smaller than the L. But anyway, um, that's that's the, the name traditionally said Yahweh or, or Jehovah. Um, I'll link into the description, in the description or in my bio on whatever platforms I'm getting this out there on. Um to that sermon so that you can listen to that if you haven't heard it already. Um, I think there's some important things to consider about that name of the Lord and understanding that name of the Lord, the character of God helps us to understand who God is and to know him, which helps us to fear him in a better way, because that truly is the beginning of knowledge. If you're here again, you are a wise person you are a wise person who is listening to increase your learning. You are a discerning person already, obtaining guidance, not from me, but from God's word. You would be a fool to despise wisdom and discipline. So let's, I don't know, go out there and be less and less foolish every day. That's our, that's our, the journey that we're on. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, I hope it's been a blessing and we'll talk more about the Proverbs tomorrow.